aha moment is what you choose to focus on eventually becomes the essence of your brand. And that's really what we're doing at Lincoln Co. Today's guest in CMO Talk is Corinne Aaron, Chief Marketing Officer at Link Co. This is CMO Talk, the podcast. Marketing discussed at the highest level. CMO Talk is sponsored by our valued partner, Adobe. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to CMO Talk. My name is Klaas Weimar. I'm a professional marketer, founder of Ad Agency Energize and podcaster since a long time, 2008. In this monthly show, we unravel the secrets of the world's marketing giants. Oh, yes. And I'm Adam Fields and I'm a stand-up comedian. And in my daily life, I... I try to shelter myself from all forms of marketing as much as possible. It doesn't always work out, but uh, occasionally I come on this show just to just to hear what tricks you you lot are up to, so I can <laughs> try and avoid the traps that you set for suckers like me. <laughs> yeah, nice. And today we're going to talk uh, about a car brand that's changing the game. Kareen uh, Aaron is the chief marketing officer of Lincoln Code, the brand that breaks every business rule in the car industry. Prior to Lincoln Co., Kareen uh, spent years in marketing at Adidas, Hyatt, and Tesla. And in our talk today, we'll discuss the rules of the game when you want to disrupt an industry. What role does marketing play? Uh, we'll also take a dive into Lincoln Co.'s strategy and tactics. Kareen, welcome to the show. Thanks, class and Adam. It's an honor to be here. For the listeners who don't know about LinkedIn Go, please tell us a little bit more about, about the brand. Yeah, it's a mobility brand that's really changing the industry. So we offer month-to-month subscriptions mm-hmm. for consumers who really want a flexible option for mobility. So that's the it's basis a car, of it. It's a subscription model, but it's also you can also buy the car. Right? You can also buy the car. Okay. I saw on the website, it says you can subscribe, buy or borrow. Yes. We'll, we'll come to the borrow, borrow bit later. So we'll, we'll look at the subscription thing. So you can subscribe the car. Well, how's that different to, to, to leasing a car? We've really taken the industry, the car industry from five years, which is a typical length, typical length of a lease down to one month because you can get out of the subscription Every single month. Ah. Similar to your Netflix subscription, right. if you think about yeah. it that way. Okay. But it's high risk, I can imagine, because you have to invest in the cars and then Netflix is just like, it's it's uh, digital, right? It's uh, zeros and ones, but this is like a really, uh, yeah, a physical product. Yeah, expensive business. Expensive <laughs> business. But you're backed up by Volvo and a uh, big Chinese manufacturer. Chile. Chile. Yeah. So, so Chinese and Swedish venture, isn't correct. it? Correct. So our headquarter, we're headquartered in Gothenburg, Sweden. Um, but we- Gothenburg. <laughs> I think that's how they say it, something yes. like that. I've been there many times and I always say it wrong. <laughs> and uh, Volvo is a sister company. So is Polestar, so is Lotus and, and many others. Oh, okay. Interesting. Link Co. is not the first disruptive brand you've joined. Uh, Adam mentioned in the intro Tesla. Uh, what makes these brands attractive to you? I love the adrenaline. I love the ah. adrenaline of fast-paced, innovative and rule-breaking companies. At Tesla, when I started in 2014, we were building a new brand, truly from the ground up in Europe, to make steps in a very underexplored industry, which was the EV world. And the work to be done there was really to change the mindset of the 
consumer in Europe towards electric vehicles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say if I look around Europe, if I look around Amsterdam, Oslo, Stockholm, London, I'd say we accomplished what we well, yeah. well, yeah, in front of this building in fact because class drives one say we were so, so your marketing tricks worked on him LTS charge yeah yeah at Lincoln Co we are allowing consumers to opt for the way that they want to consume mobility mm. we're focused on providing access to service and a flexible way of life rather than access to product ownership yeah. So really doing it in a different More way. More sustainable. Uh, exactly. Reckon, yeah. It's kind of like, kind of like we're in the Netherlands, we're, I'm saying where we are, we have swap feats. Yeah. You would like the, the car version of swap feats. In a more premium way. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you provide the whole service, don't you? So, so, yes. so if, the, you know, if the car breaks down, all maintenance. Maintenance, uh, insurance, insurance right. um, are all included. And, road tax. And road tax. Everything, yeah, okay. everything is included in the cost and it's five fifty per month. So super affordable. Um, but getting back to your yeah. question, I would say that I tend to be attracted to, to new brands who are doing something different. Both mm. both of these just happen to be in the world of, of mobility. But I also spent some time at Love Every where the idea was consumer <clears throat> stage-based play products for babies. And that was based on a subscription as well. Ah, so it was a different ah, way of yeah, consuming yeah. baby products. Yeah. Um, there's always a really nice challenge to working for disruptive brands. When you explain the concept to people, you suddenly see that aha moments go mm-hmm. off in their faces and it's always really interesting to experience that. Right. So, Talking about disruption, who who do you want to disrupt basically? Who do, in, with at, at Lincoln Co. At Lincoln Co. Well, I think we're disrupting the entire OEM industry, right? We're doing things different. We were one of the first ones really to have the month-to-month subscription in the way that we're doing it. Um, But the car also allows for sharing. So um, you can share your link. That's the borrow model. Exactly. You can share your, your, your car with others and actually make money um, Uh. while you, while you're, Consuming the yeah, car. Yeah, that's that's an that's a new model actually. Yeah. So yeah. There's an app, isn't there? There People, is an app. Is that how it works? Someone, I, I I got full disclosure. I got a lift down to Germany last week for an event, uh, and it was in a Lincoln Co. Ah. And the, the guy who who gave me the, was totally sold. He was tell, basically I got three hours of him telling me all about Lincoln Co. <laughs> and how fantastic it was, and how it worked for him. The, the subscription yes. model. Yeah. Um, is is that generally a way, a way to go for lots of things? Is this a, a sort of a generational shift? Away from ownership to to yeah. subscriptions, so lots of things. For for the car, what we see is that ninety four percent of the time your car is sitting mm. idle. So yeah. why not, uh, you know, be more sustainable and yeah. allow others to use it, and and at the same time have a little bit of a revenue stream for yourself. So and I what I think in general what we see at Lincoln Co is is that. Consumers who in the past, I think, would have spent 100,000 euros on a car, they are changing their their mindset and they they want more experiences and maybe, you know, to hold on to something, um, a a possession. Um, And they're using that money to 
experience. Things, yeah. yeah, other things, and also and also the convenience of it. I was presuming people just everyone's convenient, so they don't they want to have to deal with the maintenance. They don't want to deal with any of that. Exactly. But, but, but still, I can imagine there's a big threshold, right? Because uh, yeah, the the, the 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 people who own a car and used to own a car for for decades, and if they're in the market for buying a car. They, yeah, that's a big mind gap, right? Yeah. So, yeah. For, to how do you convince consumers, basically? Yeah, so it's not for the model. It may not be for everyone. There's mm-hmm. some people who need their car every day and they want to to have a car yeah. every day, or sure. you know, they they really pride themselves on that, and they can also buy the zero Status. one. Yes. Okay, <laughs> that, yeah. that's yeah. you class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they can also <laughs> buy the zero one. So. Um, the way that we look at mobility is mobility on your terms. Yeah. So you, that's why we say right. buy, subscribe, borrow, or borrow. Yeah, yeah interesting. Exactly. And, and um, is there a convincing model? Do you, in, in terms of marketing, do you uh, yeah, take on this challenge in a different way as you did at Tesla, for example? So at Tesla, we were really early in the EV industry and we focused a lot actually on the car <laughs> and the car was really the forefront of of the brand at Tesla. Yeah. Um, at Lincoln Co, we're doing things very differently um, than we did at Tesla. Both great experiences, but um, at Lincoln Co, we are really focused on the brand and, and the experience and actually creating a community. Mm. Um, so we have really exciting clubs, for instance, uh, which are, quote unquote, our stores. Um, And we have clubs in in great locations, very high visibility locations. And those are really meant to be like a home for our members. So they can come there, they can work, they can have a cup of coffee, they can relax, just have a chat. Or non-members can come in to learn more about Uh the car. So it's more than just a flagship store. It's actually more an experience. It's uh, more of an experience, yes. Interesting. Interesting. um, Let's go a little bit more into the tactics, the nitty-gritty of disruption. Mm. Um, When you manage disruption uh, for LinkedIn Co., uh, both digital and marketing, is there... yeah, a set of rules do you follow or a process which you use to become successful? What does come to mind? I think I think staying true to to your purpose. Uh, it's very easy to veer off your path, let's yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, due to to new trends or new uh, information. And I think Staying true to your purpose um, through the end. Obviously, as a new brand or as a young brand, you need to adjust and be agile. But, mm-hmm. you know, remember why you're in the business and have a, you know, we have a strong purpose at, at Lincoln Co. And we're very tied to uh, the idea of sustainability as well, which is why sharing is a, is a big mm-hmm. part of our uh, business model, um, because we prefer that there are less cars on the road yeah. and that more people utilize those cars. Sure. Yeah. So it, for us, it's not so much about selling as many cars as we mm. can, but it's about using those cars in a more efficient yeah. way. I'm curious, what is the purpose of Lincoln Co? <laughs> um, to, to make sustainable mobility more accessible to nice, everyone. Nice. Yeah. Just looking into your crystal ball, do you, do you foresee a day when... Nobody owns cars anymore. I think we could get there. Yes, mm. I think we could very easily get there. And I think if we look at the the way that uh, even the Amsterdam market is, there are so many 
you know, car sharing options yeah. already. Um, I think at Lincoln Co. we're doing it in a in a bit more of a premium manner, uh, which is nice to have options at, yeah. at all yeah. levels. But um, I think we could easily get to a point where ownership is not no longer a thing yeah. that is very popular. Is it, I was just wondering, is that a cultural thing? Can you see... Cause I, you're active in, in a number of countries. Yeah. Do you see some uh, some countries are more open to it than others? I'm just thinking of my own country, Britain, where a, a car is such a status symbol. It's people love their cars. It's part of the family. It's 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 part of them so much. What we see is that uh, there are very different mindsets. In so we're in seven countries right now. And mm-hmm. we see that there are very different mindsets and very different reasons for why consumers uh, buy into our subscription uh, model. And in the Netherlands, actually, we see the, the largest uh, yeah. draw towards the mm. sharing model. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So the mindset here is yeah. very, very different. Because I think. it's so dense population, probably, or... Dense population. I think they're they're already used to um, sharing green yeah. wheels and and yeah. the other oh, yeah. companies that Makes have started sense. years mm. ago. Mm. Uh, so they're open to to the idea. You know, a lot of Dutch people only have mm. bikes. So if in yeah. in the urban setting, uh, so when they do want to have a car, it's really on their terms. It's yeah. really you know the flexibility that yeah. they're looking for, yeah. and, and and I think. Lincoln Co. and other car companies that are doing uh, something similar are great options for them. Yeah. Um, in other markets like Sweden, it's it's actually not such an important yeah. factor yeah. Uh, for this subscription is, model. Is, is that also because of the, maybe the, the the distances involved, or is it more the mindset? You, yeah. So Sweden idea? is. Do you also know what a, that is? What it is? What the difference is? We don't actually know yet what the differences oh, okay. are, but. It's a good point. The Netherlands is a fairly small country, yeah. right, compared to a country like Sweden, where you know getting to another city may be four hours away. Yeah. So you might have to you have to walk five kilometers to your closest neighbor to then pick up their car. Exactly. So it's a bit, bit of a difference. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm wondering how big is the market? How many customer subscriptions do you have currently? So for our seven European markets, we have 150,000 members. And for the Dutch market in particular, we have over 40,000 members. Oh, that's going well, actually. It is going yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> and is there is there a big rate of, of growth? Um, is it double digit or can you can you share anything about that? I can't share exact numbers, but mm. the, the growth is really high. Mm. Uh, we are, you know, this, this year was a different year because of uh, many manufacturers uh, across Europe having supply chain chain issues and and chip shortages. Uh, And we were able to also fill the gap um, because we did have, Mm -hmm. we did have cars coming in from, from China. Um, And next year we are on par to grow that number. I believe you have quite a waiting list at the moment, don't you? We do have a waiting list, yes. Particularly in the the Netherlands, yeah. Is is there some light at the end of the tunnel? Is is the supply chain issues and chip issues, is it it dissolving or is it still... From what I understand, the chip issues are getting uh, better. Okay. So next year, um, I, I think there will be 
more cars available okay. uh, in general so across good. most manufacturers. Good news for growth. Good Regardless for of the recession, <laughs> inflation and other issues we have on our plate. Don't want to miss an episode of CMO Talk? Subscribe on your favorite podcast app or on cmotalk.global. I would like to move to uh, to a first statement for you, if you're ready for it. Yeah. Because in CMOTO, we always ask our guests statement. a statement. Yeah. Yes, other brands are also looking into the subscription model. Lincoln Co. is not alone. Volvo, for instance, for uh, with, with Polestar. And they all have deep pockets, Kareem. <laughs> This brings me to, f- to the first statement. It's hard for Lincoln Co. to keep the number one position in the car subscription market. Well, I would say that we are not in competition with our sister brands like Volvo and Polestar because actually there's room for everyone. Mm. Uh, beyond that, with more competition, I think we will normalize the subscription world. Mm. So even back in the days uh, when I worked at Tesla, Elon Musk used to say that he wanted other other companies to get on board the EV revolution. Yes. And that was because it would accelerate the facilitation of infrastructure and consumer adoption. And at Lincoln Co., we believe that innovative mobility companies are not our competitors, actually, but our partners. So by joining forces with other companies, we incentivize building adequate infrastructure for more sustainable mobility, like charging posts. I think even in the Netherlands, Uh where We have quite a lot of charging, but I think it's still not, it's still quite average, let's say. Uh, It allows us to also encourage policymakers and governments to rethink mobility and in essence, create a new approach to the industry. And what I would add to this is being a young and very agile brand. If we see the need to adapt our model in the future, we have the advantage over the larger automotive companies who are maybe 50 to 100 years old and they're not right. as agile. agile yeah. 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 That's interesting. Until, uh, until you get to yeah. be 100, <laughs> 100 years old. In terms, of, in terms of competition, who are your main competitors? Our main competitors are um, car ownership. It's, you know, owning your own car, basically. Mm. So... People like you, class, yeah. in the luxury <laughs> who already like Tesla, the, yeah. <laughs> who already have their yeah. own car. Yeah. Um, so, so is there a specific uh, like like Model 3, for example, Tesla, or is it BMW i3, or not particularly? Um, because actually, our car is an SUV, so it's yes. it's not in the same. Yeah. It's hybrid, yeah. and it's not in the oh, yeah. same segment uh-huh. as let's say. Uh, Tesla Model okay. 3. Ah, okay, so it's yeah. not 100% electric. That's good to know. Yes. That's good to know. Um, who's your key market? Who, who's who's the your ideal customer? Who, who you talk, Are they all owners of their own marketing agency? Are these the sort of people <laughs> you're, you're, you're... What we see is uh, our, our consumers are really varied, However, I think there's one thing that is is the red thread across all of all of our consumers, which is open-mindedness about mobility. Mm. So, you know, it, it, we have a lot of families, we have a lot of businessmen, businesswomen uh, who who have our cars. We also have a lot of businesses who are uh, buying our cars or taking our cars into their fleets. Fleet, right, yeah. um, we have rental car agencies that are very uh, interested in 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 our business model and and that's also 
great for us because it does mean that that we are having more, let's say, butts and seats yeah. and, and so higher utilization of the cars, but which I is exactly a, what we want. I mean, it's a great proposition, right? Because if you're a, if you're an, an agency guy like me or an employer, basically, yeah. like normally you have to, you have these very long lease periods. Exactly. And when people leave, then you have uh, a big fleet of uh, <laughs> yeah. four, five, six, eight cars, right? Sitting, Sitting idle. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a great proposition. They said, okay, this is okay. If you're good, if you're in the senior management, we can offer you this car service. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah I'm getting there. <laughs> I, I feel it. I feel it. But how do you innovate? How do you innovate in terms of marketing? Can you, can you? Ah, oh, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about yeah. your tics, tips and tricks. <laughs> um, so in this, in my current role as, as CMO at Lincoln Co, I have quite a, a wide scope, uh, including the digital team, but also the retail team, which is uh, the team that um, manages the the clubs, so our yes. stores. Yeah. Um, and our stores are really. A, a big part of our marketing experience because they're really um, in high visibility areas, like I said before, and they are an experience in themselves. Mm. Fun. They they really impersonate the brand, I would say. Yeah. Um, our brand is is wow, but it's also simple, and we want we want it to be hassle free. So, you know, we make we make our clubs very warm, very open, very welcoming and inclusive. Mm. Um, anyone can come in and, and really feel welcome. You can as long just, as you're a member. No, no, no. Okay, member or non-member, okay. you can come in. You can work. You can relax. You know, it's. I, I like to think of it a little bit That's as great. the <laughs> cost-free Soho house. Fantastic. <laughs> Do you want everyone to know this? There are a lot of people who are going to take yes. take advantage, including me, who are going to take advantage of come this. Come in. We, just, we're really? waiting for you. Oh, great. All right. I'm in. So that's a big part of our experience. But uh, we actually just this year launched a, a, a marketing campaign called Leave the Ownership Behind. Ah. So it was a bit edgy and a bit bold, which is also, you know, very similar to our brand. And it was really all about moving away from that mindset of ownership. Mm. And we did that across all of our seven European uh, markets. But also, you know, for instance, our, our PR team just launched um, a new campaign, if you will, called Cities Reimagined, where we really um, pushed designers to to think about it actually started with a survey survey into to countries asking what would you like to see if there were yet less cars in in your city so you take a, a city like uh, madrid and you say if if there were less cars what what would you like to yeah. see mm-hmm. in in yeah. this market and nice. The consumers responded, and then we um, actually developed a concept out of that. What it looked like today, and what it could look like with less cars. Right. So, w- w- with car sharing, presumably the goal then is to have less cars on the roads, parked on the streets, taking up all that space. What's the goal? The yeah, ultimate I think, dream. I think what we heard from consumers is more green space, yeah. more spaces for their kids to play freely, more spaces to, like like we're doing on my street, grow vegetables and have sort uh-huh. of like a community garden, um, just less congestion as well, right. less pollution. And so um, this is what the, the images in Cities Reimagined uh, also portray. 
nice idea. What a nice, nice. future that would be yeah. instead of having cars being prominent yeah. everywhere, taking up all that space. How about a playground? Every, st- every street, instead of being full of cars, we'll just have a few cars dotted around that yeah. sharing. Yeah, and wow. better public transportation as well, yeah. right, to support yeah. that. Love CMO Talk? Leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We're interested in your opinion and you'll help others find this podcast too. I'm hungry for some dilemmas. Yeah, it's time for some dilemmas. Got some dilemmas for you, Corrine. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. I'm just going to just choose one of these possibilities very quickly. Don't think too hard. Ready? Okay. Profit or growth? Growth. New brand or new category? (laughs) New category. All right. Startup or scale up? Startup. Interesting. I saw the fire in your eye when you said that. <laughs> Premium brand or most popular brand? <laughs> Premium brand. Innovate or consolidate? Innovate. Buy or subscribe? Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Lincoln Co. or Tesla? Lincoln Cove. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Elon. <laughs> Which dilemma would you oh, like? Oh, you're going to get a tweet now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. You're going to get a tweet about that one. Exactly. <laughs> Which dilemma would you like to discuss in detail? I saw some hesitation in certain certain areas. Uh, let's discuss uh, Lincoln Co. or Tesla. Uh-huh. Ah, yeah, that's interesting. Ah. Lincoln Co. You said? Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, you work there. <laughs> oh, re- thing, oh, really? One thing. One my, thing. my yeah. boss is listening. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I want uh, to have my Christmas bonus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like the idea of uh, offering flexibility. And I think that mm. consumers, like I said, have really moved away from the idea of ownership of everything uh, to experiences and sharing and, and 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 sustainability being a big part of their lives. So Lincoln Co. it is. Nice. Mm. I have a second statement for you. The new marketing tools are emerging like the metaverse, augmented reality and AI. They bring a whole new level to customer experience that will have a huge impact on retail. Um, brings me to the second statement. The days of flagship experience centers or clubs are counted. We often say that you can successfully sell a product or service online, but for us, it's still important to have a physical touch point to build our brand. So disagree with this statement. I completely disagree. People still statement. have to sit okay, in the car right. before they will commit, even before they rent, even for a month. Yeah, I think even though right? we're not in the business of selling cars, mm. like other OEMs or automotive companies, for most consumers, it's still a big ticket decision, right? right? So we're experiencing the product in person is still their go-to right. Um, I think AR has been around in many sectors for a long time, but people still try clothes on in stores, right? Mm. Um, Still have amazing food experiences and they still often want to see how they fit into into a car they may drive every day. I think the personal interaction is not yet an outdated Mm. concept. Um, The challenge would be, I think, in the future to ensure that we are offering both offline and online experiences that fit the consumer so they can really choose which they prefer. 
Um, I think we've we've also approached our retail stores. And like I said before, we call them clubs in a very unique way. We've built clubs in prime locations uh, that are essentially like a cost-free vision of Soho House, except that they are inclusive and open to, to all. <laughs> yeah, we right. just opened our Milan club in November. So now we have 10 clubs across uh, all over Europe, including Amsterdam, here in Amsterdam on the Roken. Um, and in our company, a Lincoln Co. Club is not, it's not a showroom, nor is it an, an experience center, but it's really a welcoming space that is for our members and for the public. You can, of course, ask about the car and see mm-hmm. the car and sit in it, or you can do a test drive there, but you can also just flex work. Can you, can you envisage yourself sort of uh, replicating that? In the metaverse, for example. Hmm. Could possibly be, have yeah. Have you plans to do that? Uh, we don't have plans to do that now because we are really in, in still in a bit of startup mode. Uh-huh. Um, and we have other things that we need to, to um, accomplish. Uh, we're still busy with opening new stores. We'll open Dusseldorf in January. We're opening in Madrid next year in Paris, uh-huh. which is a big one for us. Yeah. So we're still opening physical touch points um, and we're not yet... Um, looking at the metaverse at mm-hmm. this point. Interesting. Uh, but however, does Web3 offer any opportunities for, for car brands and Lincoln Co. specifically? I think there is a place for it, yes. Um, but I think the car industry, um, and I think if you are a consumer who is going to use your car every day, I think there's mm-hmm. still really a strong offline draw. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it will take longer for the for the car industry to get there and especially mm. um the car industry is has been quite traditional. Mm. Even what we're doing is groundbreaking for for uh in the car industry at Lincoln Co. um because it's a very slow moving industry, yeah. right? We've they've been doing the same things before Tesla came around. You know, yeah. most OEMs were doing the same thing. All over They'd, again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you can basically say, just like Lincoln Co. is a hybrid car, probably also the marketing and distribution tactics are hybrid, both offline and offline. Correct. That's a nice I like way. What you, I like yes. what you did there. That, <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was my that was aha good. moment. But good. I was wondering about yeah. your aha moments. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a notebook, like a moleskin little black book where you take notes sometimes? And sometimes we, we it strikes us that most CMOs don't take notes that often. But when they take notes, mm-hmm. most of the times there are those aha moments in their booklets. So we would like to dive into... Gold. Yeah, writing <laughs> gold. This is okay. So we were wondering, uh, Creed, what was the last aha moment that really inspired you in your work or that made you realize something incredible? So in, in my career, I had a, an incredible experience at Tesla, you know, building that brand um, in Europe. And I have an incredible career at Lincoln Co. But for me, it's been exciting to see that having a marketing and communications focus on everything but our product, which is the Zero One car, still works. So at Tesla, we were hyper-focused on, on the product so much more than the brand. And at Lincoln Co., the car doesn't come first. Mm. So I would say that my aha moment is what you choose to focus on 
eventually becomes the essence of your brand. Mm. And that's really what we're doing at Lincoln Code. So our brand is centered around community building and creating better urban spaces and offering mobility solutions more broadly. Uh, We're there for those who are really young at heart. So that sort of answers your question as well, Adam, um, earlier. Essentially, early adopters who are open to new mobility solutions that are flexible, more sustainable and on their terms. And in a way, yes, you may say that that's more of a younger consumer, Mm. but it's more young at heart, I would say. Um, So instead of shouting from the rooftops that we have a great car with all the best specs and seats with recycled fishing nets, (laughs) we actually encourage instead a a better utilization of it today. So cars that are standing still 96% of the time um, have so much unused potential. And that's really what we're tapping into. Um, We have built an app that allows our members to share their car while making some extra money. And I think with this aha moment came the realization of how much the world has shifted. We really have moved to valuing experiences over possessions, which is why our business model works you know, mobility on your terms. So that was an inspiring moment that you had. Uh, who inspires you the most? Are there any individuals I really that like, come to mind? Yeah, I really like actually, um, because she's also in in uh, the industry as well, in the marketing industry, but I really like Bosoma St. John. Um, I think her career has been tremendous. She's also a woman of colour like myself. And, and so she's really an inspiration for me. I think she's, the way that she carries herself and her boldness and lives authentically, um, I think, is a huge inspiration. Yeah. So, what do you what do you love most about being a chief marketing officer? Do you love it? <laughs> I'm making an assumption there. Uh, yeah, I think this is the broadest role that I've I've had in terms of of scope. And for me, oh. at, at this moment, it's really tuning into <clears throat> so many different teams internally to tie everyone's work together into a coherent powerful storyline for Lincoln Co. Hmm. And of course, being a global brand, it's fun to work with so many diverse people from all over the world. The company is truly a a, a rainbow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. It's great. Do you have any advice for any young marketeers who who want to be disruptive? I would say play the long game, right? It's, It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. That sounds a bit cliche, but really, you know, Keep your eye focused on on what you w- w- intended to to do uh, when you set out at it, and understand that trends will come and go, and you need to be agile but okay. stay focused mm. on the long game. Any don't as well? Yeah, I would say I have three don'ts. <laughs> Things don't. you've learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah, 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 very yeah. much so. <laughs> don't give in to fads and distractions too easily. Mm. Pick your battles and also in, in your career and, and in, in work, pick your battles, right? You're not going to win every every battle. Um, and then treat it like exercise. Be patient and consistent. I, I would say that that is one thing I really um, learned early in my career and mm. certainly in, in the past can, couple of years trying to build the EV industry in can, Europe. Can you give a personal example when you didn't pick your battle, for example? When I didn't, didn't pick, pick, your pick a battle. No. Oh, um. Did you go head to head, head, to head, to head with Elon yeah. Musk? That's what we want to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> I would say that when I was at, at Tesla, there were certainly things that we set out to do at a global level that were expected of us in Europe. And that was difficult. It was easy at the beginning, but then became very difficult because it's a very fragmented market yes. when you compare it to the US. And we needed to do things in a different way. Um, and I think the assumption was very much that Elon's Twitter was the marketing of the company. But right. that doesn't really resonate to a consumer <laughs> sitting in Lyon in France yeah. um, who, who may not speak English. Right. So um, there were a lot of battles to be <laughs> to be <laughs> fought in those days with also, you know, trying to uh, get the point across that I think a lot mm. of global CMOs and, and marketing people have the same that same battle um, where if especially if it's an American company uh, where they need to really fight a battle to get the headquarters to understand yeah. that it is a, a quite a different yeah. market. I've got, I've got one last question I'd like to ask you is is um, going back to diversity. Well, is there anything in particular about your Trinidadian roots that you've brought to the, your marketing career? Anything about your cultural background? I always say uh, in Trinidad, we can turn a funeral into a party. So <laughs> I try to bring my fun spirit and, you know, we're, we're in marketing. So we, we, we need to be fun, but also we, it's not that serious, right? Yeah. We're not saving lives. If we, if we don't launch the marketing campaign today, but we launch it tomorrow, nobody's going to die. So I try to bring that um, fun element and also just lightheartedness to everything that I do. Great. We I certainly brought it to this podcast. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Corinne um, uh, Aaron, uh, CMO of Link & Co. And, and we talked about disruption and the role of marketing. So if you don't want to miss out any episode of uh, CMO Talk, you can easily subscribe. Here we go. Uh, on cmotalk.global and uh, you receive our newsletter and uh, also your favorite podcast app, of course. Uh, if you're interested to hear more about this subject, you can uh, check out episode number six with Arjen Dijk and he's the global chief marketing officer of Booking.com, Booking. talking about disruption. Uh, and yeah, we of course hope to share it, uh, that uh, you'll be tuning in next month till uh, we're going to, going to interview Zama Sin John of Netflix. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you so much, Karine. Thank you, Thank Karine. you for having me. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Please visit cmotalk.global for more interviews. The CMO Talk podcast is developed and directed by Energize. Audio, mixing and mastering by voice booking. CMO Talk is sponsored by our valued partner, Adobe.